Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skin on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And we have a lot to get to today in this episode. We are going to be talking about a club that is fighting for its life in the championship, Mm. but also has a big match coming up against one of the best teams in the world. That is Peterborough United taking on Manchester City in the FA Cup coming up in just a few weeks. Or as Timmy Hall likes to call it, the FA Cup. The the FA Cup. Uh, Brother Bone, my brother, Derek Smith, he is going to join us to talk about it. He has been to many a Peterborough United game. He is going to tell us about the club and give you a reason, Beamer, as a Manchester United fan, why you can root for the posh when they play your dreaded arch rivals, Manchester City. Well, well, considering that that United are out of the FA Cup with uh, the performance they had last week and also to a championship side, I'm very much looking forward to supporting the posh. I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but Mm. yeah, that did happen. Also, plenty to get to in the world of Manchester United. We will talk about who the players want to see be the next manager of that squad. Uh, horrible stuff going on in uh, the Premier League with a player from mm-hmm. West Ham. And how has West Ham handled this? I'm going to say not well. A video that came out, not great. Uh, and so we're going to talk about all of that when we get into the show. But we've got a huge announcement before we go any further, Beamer. Uh, we want to welcome Zaftig Italian Village as the official soccer bar of Bone and Beam United. How about that? They're coming on board, being a part of the podcast. We are now, this podcast, Bone and Beam United, is brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. So we're super excited about this partnership. Yeah, absolutely. So when we first started the podcast, and if you've been with us for these four long years, it might be five. It was four, right? We've been doing this podcast for four Four years. years, Literally the only reason why we started this was to get a beer sponsorship (laughs) and four (laughs) hard years of work. I say hard in parentheses and air quotes because we haven't really been working that hard on it. It has rewarded us with the official soccer bar of Bone and Beam United, Zaftig Italian Village. As you know, Bone, I go down there uh, for each and every Manchester United game. Uh, Thrilled to work with those guys. Spencer, the uh, manager over there at Zaftig Italian Village, is a great job so they've got a game coming up at 7 30 a.m on saturday they don't open until 11 on the weekends and he opens up early for us and so it's pretty awesome thrilled to work with them it's been a great place anybody can walk in there uh, and have an awesome time family friendly as well you want to bring your kids out there there's plenty of them to do uh, they've got tvs great beer of course great food as well and a perfect location down in the italian village so thrilled to have them on uh, and we thank them very much for, for for being able to to produce that yeah that's that's something that means a lot to us and so obviously we're very excited and i will tell you in working with this one of the reasons we wanted to make something happen is it's a long ways off right um there is a big tournament coming up in the world of soccer which i don't think when we're doing a commercial we can technically reference a the gigantic tournament, international tournament that involves the best teams on planet about, earth how about we come up with like a synonymous name for that mm. instead of what it's actually called? I was thinking of like 
the global grail <laughs> about <laughs> or, or maybe or maybe the chalice of destiny i don't know something anyway that tournament we have partnered with zaftig the planetary to make sure. pint glass <laughs> <laughs> yes they're playing for the planetary pint lad anyway when that comes up this fall we have a lot of plans with zaftig we wanted to find a place that would be friendly for soccer fans to go out and watch the games so this is the place that we plan on going to watch games. This is the place that we hope to see you and we hope to do some events out there around the planetary pint. <laughs> planetary pints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we <laughs> hope to be doing. But they are also agreed to uh, make it possible for us to bring you extra content mm-hmm. during the planetary pint where we will be giving you daily updates on every game from that. So. If you are into that and looking forward to rooting on the U.S. or whatever other country you're rooting for in the Planetary Pint, we will have all the updates for you, and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with them. So our thanks to Zaftig. You can follow them at uh, on Facebook at Zaftig Italian Village uh, or on Twitter at Zaftig Italian V, as in Village. All right, let's get into the pod. Let's talk about some of the stuff going on, Beamer, because uh, Manchester United, they they are currently not managerless. They've they've got Ralph. It's not going great. Nope. As you mentioned, uh, they were knocked out of the FA Cup. So the hot name that is out there, and I love that I love that the way this goes for a manager in world soccer is you can be 13 points clear in your league. You mm-hmm. can manage one of the most expensive rosters in the world, and yet there are people criticizing Mauricio Pochettino to the point that he is possibly looking to move on and PSG may be looking to move on from him. And apparently Manchester United players are saying that's who we want. If you're asking us who we want, that's that's the manager we want to see brought in this summer. So I saw a stunning number come across my screen this morning on many of the social media apps that I perused during out the uh, the local radio show here, Bone. So PSG, as you know, leaders of Leger 1, do you want to take a stab at what their wage bill is currently? Uh, what they oh, pay for their entire roster? I I can't even. Uh, this season, four, four, by the way, uh, I'm trying to think what's a reasonable number, but that's also stratospheric. Uh, let's say 400 million. All right, so you're 229 million off because PSG's wage bill for this season is 629 million euros. Oh my god! 629 million euros. What is, that's like probably over 800 grand. Or eight hundred million. I'm sorry, not eight hundred grand. Like I don't know in, if it's in, that in far, but it's, I like, feel like it's well. It's probably hovering around three quarters of a okay, million. Three dollars. quarters of a million, easy in U.S. dollars. That is just <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. All right, so listen to this. No, three quarters of a billion dollars. Sorry, yeah, sorry not a million. I say a million. Yeah, billion, three quarters of a billion with billion, a B. That's a B. That is thirty-seven percent of the overall salary for the entire league of Legend. Uh-huh. 37% are one team. <laughs> and you're telling me that this guy who's 13 points clear on the top of the table isn't cutting it? If my team had a wage bill of over three and a three and a quarter billion dollars, I'd be pissed off that they're not winning 10 to nothing every game. Well, you know what? You're right. That's fair. And actually, that's an interesting point, too, because I don't even know what would be considered. Like, what would be considered successful? 
if you're winning, winning everything, winning every game and every cup, that's right. Winning every game, every cup and winning them each, like you said, by like five or six goals. And there's never a doubt. And like guys are scoring from midfield, like just <laughs> stuff playing, that's playing ridiculous FIFA on like the easiest level. You yes. Can. Right. So so I guess that's fair. Right. The amount of money that PSG is spending perhaps makes Ponch just look like a pedestrian coach. A piece of shit, basically. Right, because of all the <laughs> because of all the talent he's got. But meanwhile, uh, as much as maybe he's not cutting the mustard with the talent that is assembled at PSG. Cutting the Dijon. The Dijon. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is Legion. Yes. Uh, I would think that bringing him into Manchester United ups the quality from the managerial seat. I think it brings in a level of expectation for the players. And I think it also is just there's a level of respect there that you haven't had in the last few guys that have come through that door, right? Like that's... That's a that's a name and a manager that probably gets a little more respect the moment he walks in, and having had plenty of success in the in the actual Premier League itself, I think that helps too with his time at Tottenham. So, yeah, I mean, it it would make a lot of sense to me if that's the direction they go. So you look back at the tenure of manager since uh, Alex Ferguson left the club. Obviously, you had David Moyes to come in, and that was a disaster. Now he's finding his footing at West Ham, and it's awesome to see them doing the job that they're doing. Uh, then after that, you had Louis Van Hall, uh, world-class manager, didn't fit right culturally. I think that was the thing. Then you had Jose Mourinho, and you know that when the day that Jose walks in the door, the minute that he steps foot into the door, the, t the clock is ticking. Like, he's going to burn it down to the ground eventually. Hopefully, you win some championships there uh, on the way. Then you had Ole, who was the replacement manager after Jose got fired, caretaker, interim manager, then permanent it and now we're kind of in that cycle again with Ralph Ranick. One thing I will say about Man U uh, in the way that they are trending right now is that uh, we will be in no jeopardy of extending Ralph Ranick to permanent boss uh, after this is done. I think Mauricio Pochettino, what he does a little bit different, I think you could compare him uh, and Jose Mourinho, not to take anything away from Jose, because uh, he is a great manager and he has plenty of trophies to prove me wrong here. Uh, I think he's more of a player-friendly coach, right? And you look kind of of the fragileness of this team right now. I think it would be a, a great person to put in charge and kind of reinstill this confidence. It's not about the talent that's on the field for Manchester United. It's all about putting it together and putting them in the right system. Because remember when Ralph Ranick came over, it's like, oh, he's the inventor of the Guggen press and they're going to press and press and press and it's going to be awesome to watch. Well, that lasted about 45 minutes in their first game. And then since then, they have not Guggen pressed an opponent at all. And it doesn't seem like they know what's going on. So to have a manager come in and have an identifiable ability to reinstate an actual tactics to win matches will be huge for this club. And apparently the, the players are all in on, on Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah. And uh, I think that is probably the most impactful factor here. So uh, regardless of that, I'm still right now, on the Eric Ten Hag train, though, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just on an island in that one. but You, you may be, although I, I just want to point out that Guggenpress sounds like a kind of dirty thing that I might think be you can into. find the, uh, the Guggenpress in the Kama Sutra. Right. Is that what you're like, thinking of? Yeah, like if, if, some, if some very attractive person mm. came up to me and was like, let me tell you right now. I want to Guggen press you into that wall. I'd be like, okay, please. I don't know what's happening. Take me please now. take me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife said that to us on our first wedding, on our wedding night. And it was mm. our first wedding night as opposed to all of our other weddings. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, how means. many do you we have? have mm -hmm. We've only had one wedding, at least to my knowledge. She anyway. actually said that to her first husband as well, so <laughs> if that makes you feel like better. 
<laughs> no, I'm her first husband. She calls me that frequently. Like you're the you're the starter husband. <laughs> she knows. I know too. It'll eventually probably end. That's fine. Uh, just like just like Manchester United is running the FA Cup. Did hi yo. Hey, right, thanks that. for that. Appreciate you. Um, hey, you uh, you like the uh, penalty kicks, or would you have rather that been a replay? I'm fine with penalty kicks. Yeah, okay I, I mean, I know why they had to do it because of you know everybody having you know the COVID issues. They didn't want to have to try to work those games back in with all the other makeup games that might be possible. So yeah, it just penalty kicks not exactly the the best way to go out. But. No, of course, but uh, that is what it is, and that's the best tiebreaker that we have. And until someone yeah. creates an idea where these guys aren't playing 600 minutes in a game, then it's going to stay that way. And again, yeah. I'm fine with it. You knew it going in. This was a possibility, and it happened. They dominated the first half. We're unable to – Bruno Fernandez missing the open net was the killer. Uh, nope, you can't do it. Not at that level. And unfortunately, uh, they got knocked out. So, hey, I'll just have another beer. That's, uh, that's, that's basically what, I, what I've reserved my life to, Boone. There you go. Um, let's talk about this video, Kurt Zuma. This made the news and it was interesting mm. because this video comes out and then the next day, West Ham, who Kurt Zuma is a defender for West Ham, for those who don't know, also a, Fran- a French, inter- French, France. Fran- I was going to say France and then I went French and then went French. Giorgio uh, Chiellini, very afraid of French, by the way, <laughs> does not like Weston McKinney's <laughs> idea on French. No, he does not. He's, he's terrified of, of French uh, and ranch dressing. Yes. Uh, the France International. Uh, had a, a video that shows him kicking it's and slapping. It is like, shocking. His cat and terrorizing this poor animal and chasing it around his apartment. Like, I, I it's just it's a it's a horrible video. To, I mean, thankfully it's it's I mean it's 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 violent. It's not like there's. I mean, it could be much worse, right? But it is horrible. Still, you're kicking an animal. It's just it's awful, and I don't understand the excuses why anybody would do that. But the next day, West Ham played Watford, mm-hmm. and it, they won one to nothing, which sucks for my Watford. Sucks but even more. Kudos to yes, it does. Kudos to the Watford fans because at one point he went down with a little bit of a knock, and they they didn't miss a beat. No, the Watford fans started chanting, "That's how your cat feels. That's how your cat feels." And it's like, you know what? If you're gonna at be least, a bad guy, at least add salt in the wounds, and they yes, did that. at least they. I mean, I wish they would have won the game that would have put more salt in the wounds but uh to me david moyes has to answer a question and that is why do you put this guy out on the field after that video i mean you know it's going to be a controversy west ham has fined him two weeks wages whoopty damn do it's nothing Uh, yeah it's nothing and and you've got partners for the club pulling out yeah um i who was it vitality i think is one of their corporate partners that said like we're out until you tell us what you're doing about this i don't think they're the main partner on the on the jersey but they are a sponsor they are someone who put money into the club they are saying they're out adidas kicked uh, zoom into the curb he's not going to be a adidas contracted athlete but yeah it's i i just don't think that was enough from west ham i, I really don't see how you can put a player out on the field after you've seen that video i just i don't know but when you have a dog i have a dog many people listen to this have dogs and cats are animal lovers i have two cats i mean i i have i have been frustrated with my cats when they've of bit course. my hand or clawed me or anything like that it's never crossed my mind to kick one of them across the room or to 
threaten them in that way. That's just awful. Yeah, the most shocking part of this video, too, and I mean, I would advise against you not watching it because it's not an easy thing uh, yeah, to kind of digest. It's, it's hard to watch. Like the cat, I mean, the, again, the cat is literally just on the other side of the room. Someone goes up and picks it up. Kurt Zuma uh, then goes and drops it and drop kicks it and then like knocks it off a counter. Like, I don't know, man, that's pretty bad behavior uh, for an animal that you came out in a statement and said, oh, our animals are loved. Like, it's pretty indication that you're a bad person if you're beating up animals. Yeah, well, I mean, the the there have been studies that show that like I'm not saying this about Kurt Zuma. I, I know, know I, him, yeah, I know. But there have been about. studies that show like people who are abusive towards animals as young kids might have a tendency to do something like that or more violent as adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, I'm just saying, I don't know if this is just a guy goofing around and doesn't have any perspective. Uh, I mean, that's possible that maybe he's just never been around animals and doesn't understand that, but it doesn't excuse it, right? Ignorance is no excuse for this. Right. And what's also weird is that video is only, we only know that happened because his brother, Yoan posted it to Snapchat. And then, so like, they did this, they filmed it, they posted it and said, look at this, isn't this funny? And of course, people were instantly like, no, it's not, it's horrible. And yeah, I mean, I just, the RSPCA had to come in and take the cats yeah, and make as sure they that they're being taken care of, which good for them. I mean, absolutely, that guy should not, I don't know what they, I don't know what the rules are like in England, but I'm guessing you've got some application process you got to go through to be able to adopt or get a pet. Like, I hope he's banned from that forever because you're right, man. As, as a pet owner, it's just someone who's I, I feel like cares decently about animals. I mean, I'm not going to be out. <laughs> I'm not going to be out in front of a like, uh, you know, a, a beef farm stopping the cattle from being. I mean, I understand like we got to eat. I, I do understand some of that. We do goes need on, to but, treat the cattle better, though. But yeah, we'll, we'll yes, but we don't need right. We don't need to treat them terribly before the end where they you know are created into a nice hamburger i'm mm-hmm. just saying all of that Jesus. to say i'm not the most Jesus what what they are what do you want no i'm just you eat the burger beamer what do you want <laughs> i am trying to illustrate the point that i am not a if you are a principled vegan i i understand where you're coming from i can't get there i ain't but i either. but i appreciate if that's how strongly you feel about it, I understand it. I am saying I am less of that person than many other people in our society. And I can't even fathom how you get to a point where you're doing this to an animal. So, but yeah, but I still like burgers, but I don't think kicking cats is okay. I'm going to just put a firm line in the sand. Yeah, you can delineate the okay. two. You can delineate yeah, the two Absolutely acts. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, West Ham, you suck. Get your act together. Don't. I don't know how you play this guy, at least not for a few weeks. That's just... That's not great. Sit him down. Um, make him think about his mistakes. Yeah, agreed. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we will talk to Brother Bone about Peterborough United and what they've got going on and if he's going to make the trip to England to watch them play Manchester City. All that and more coming up next on Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Hey folks, Bone and Beam United here for Zaftig Italian Village, the official soccer bar of Bone and Beam United. Beamer, what a momentous occasion this is. We have our own soccer bar, but it's really not that big of a surprise because you have had this soccer bar as your home soccer bar for a long time. 
And now they're jumping on board to be a part of our podcast. So we want to thank them so much for becoming an official partner of Bone and Beam United. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. The good folk down at Zaftik Italian Village have taken care of us, the Columbus Red Devils. Uh, but as you know, they are welcoming to all soccer fans, and we are thrilled to have them on as the official soccer bar of Bone and Beam United. It's tremendous. I go in there once, twice a week, of course. Juicy Lucy, Hazy Miss Daisy are my two favorites. But, you know, they do a whole lot of other stuff as well that most beer people are into. That's the thing, man. Like, I love a good soccer bar and and having been a fan of soccer for over 20 years in Columbus, I have seen the soccer bars come and go. I have seen them. Sometimes you go into a bar and you're like, are they going to have my game on TV? When you go to Zaftig, they are going to prioritize. If you're a soccer fan and you say, hey, I want to watch this game, they're going to do everything they can to make sure it gets on the TV. Absolutely. So that's that's why we wanted to work with them, and that's why we wanted them to be a part of this podcast is because we want a place where you as a soccer fan can go and know that if you ask for a soccer game to be put on, if they've got the ability to get it, they're going to try to make that happen for you, and that's what we want, just a place that's carved out for soccer fans. So Zaftig is all that, and... The beer's not shit. The beer's great. <laughs> like you said, man, I love Hazy Miss Daisy. That's that's my personal favorite of Zaftig. I've been drinking it for years. But yeah, there's there's so many different varieties that they do on their own. And it's just having that combination of being a brew pub and also being a soccer bar. That's what we love about Zaftig Italian Village. You can find them on Facebook at Zaftig Italian Village or on Twitter at Zaftig Italian V. That's right on the corner of Fifth and Summit down in the Italian Village. I need to find out about Peterborough. What is a Peterborough? Who is a Peterborough? Where is a Peterborough? Where is this football club? Peterborough FC. Uh, right, so the posh are in the championship and they're 22nd out of 24. Oh, these are shit. Oh, these are bad guys. These are bad. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Uh, the voice you just heard there was a Manchester City fan mm. finding out on Twitter and on live stream, I guess, where he saw that Peterborough United was who the mighty Manchester City have drawn in the next round of the FA Cup, the fifth round of the FA Cup. The FA Cup. The FA Cup, yes, yep. as it is also known. Uh, and so that was making the rounds, went a little viral. I know the Peterborough United fans didn't quite enjoy that video, but I thought... Since they've got this matchup coming up, and since Manchester United fans, who we I have one on the show with Beamer, Up obviously loves Manchester United, yep. you're going to need a team to root for in the FA Cup, might I suggest Peterborough United. So if you're trying to jump on the bandwagon, who better to talk to than the biggest Peter United fan that I know, my brother Derek Smith, a.k.a. Brother Bone. Derek, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. And to your point, if you have to go blue, Posh blue is a much darker and better shade of blue than the powder blue of Man City. So, Red Devil fans, I, I highly suggest for one game you cheer on the Posh. You won't be disappointed. It's just so yeah. ugly, that shade of blue that they've got. Their jerseys are terrible. They have bad fans. Really bad guys. You know, I mean, I know that the Man City fan was saying that the Peterborough fans are, or the P Peterborough is bad, bad guys. No, no, no. It's the, the shoe is on the other foot, Derek. The I guess the shoe is on the other boot talking about them, buddy. But no, we appreciate the time. Uh, so we were talking about last week, your journey over to England. Uh, and unfortunately, I did hear through the grapevine uh, that you were not able to make the game. What happened? What happened with the yeah. travel? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I flew out of Columbus at 3.30 on Friday, the day before the match. Uh, so it's a little tight, but when you have a, a full-time job and stuff, it's hard to get out. <laughs> and uh, there was a 
uh, a gate malfunction with the check-in system oh. in Columbus. So that grounded us for like 45 minutes as people can't don't know how to get in line in America or just people in general. Um, no one queued up properly. Everyone was a chaos. We got in the air about an hour late, and there was a, a we had to fly around Atlanta waiting for our turn to, to land. So I get out of the plane. The guy next to me is going to Phoenix. Uh, luckily, that most people sit down because they said if you had a half hour connection, you know you're out first, whatever. So we both like strap in like tire shoelaces and like buckle up our book bags and we're bolting for our gates. Um, I mean, I ran so fast so fast and missed my plane by seven minutes to cross oh. the Atlantic. You know, so, here's um, the thing, I, Beamer, here's the thing. Derek walked up to the gate and the plane was still hooked up to the tunnel. Oh my God. It was they there. The door. They, yeah, but they, they had shut already the shut the door and it, I guess it's like an FAA regulation. Once they shut the door, that's well, there's it. a great curb your enthusiasm scene about that too. Larry David misses his flight and he makes a whole commotion about it. So you should have done that. You should have pulled a play out of Larry David's book, uh, Derek, but unfortunately he if, had the same ending as you was not able to make the plane either. If I had breath in my lungs, I mean, I, I ran to the counter. I had my boarding pass printed, you know, for a dramatic effect, <sighs> slammed it down, breathing heavy. <sighs> I made it. Open the door, please. And they're like, "Sorry, sir, FAA regulations. Ugh. You can't." Yeah, and, I can't. I can't imagine yeah, how the, gutted you were for then, that. Like in that moment of thinking, like oh. I'm seven minutes away from a trip to England to go watch my team play, and against, now yeah, it's all up Queens in smoke. Park Rangers. Yeah, in the FA Cup in the Queen, against Queens Park Rangers, and that one was a three o'clock local time kickoff. So the only fight they could get me on would get me in Heathrow at noon. So if you've been in Heathrow on a Saturday, it's, a mess. it's about an hour. It's an hour to two hour wait to get in, in into the country. So I'm and it's a tube ride an hour into the city from from the airport pretty much. And then Peterborough is about 45 minutes from King's Cross. If you've watched Harry Potter, that's the station I go to to go to Peterborough. So it's a quick train ride. But I would have got there maybe with 20 minutes left to go in the match. And I went to uh, the Birmingham City match this year in September. Three hour delay in Chicago. And ended up showing up 20 minutes late to the match. I would just recommend if anyone ever travels overseas for any reason, but especially to a football game, please go a day or two early. And <laughs> it's just, it's it's yeah. the it's the craziest thing to run. Like I'm in Chicago, going I have to run the entire time. So like on the plane in Chicago, flying out, obviously we're going 700 miles an hour, whatever the speed is. And you land in London, you're running through Heathrow to stand in the line. You stand that line for two hours, you run to the tube. You get off the tube, you run to the train station. You get off the train station, you run to a taxi. The taxi, you speed, and you run to the stadium. Well, and that's see, how I and again, it. this is it's why just, people yeah. take trips to Europe to do lots of things <laughs> at a time as opposed to one specific thing. Just, yes. Yeah, well, if you want to watch that video, you can go on YouTube and go to just Google Posh Abroad, and it'll be one of the first things that pops up. It's called 4,000 Miles to London Road, and, yeah, it's just me running a lot. Um, oh, yeah. You've made a video of yeah. that trip. And, and yeah. so, all right. So let's talk about that. So you you got into Peterborough because kind of like on a chance deal where you had you were in England for other reasons. And then yeah. you wanted to see a soccer game and you went to go see like Chelsea U23s. Was that right? Yeah. So, well, I, I was studying abroad in a, in a master's program for two weeks. I was in Denmark for one and went to London for the second week. And when we landed in London, everyone wanted to go see a show or something like that, get dinner. And there's me and like one other guy or two other guys that wanted to go find a soccer match. So we looked online, the only match that was in London, the entire, the, the whole city, you know, from conference level all the way up to premier league was a check a trade trophy match. It's now called the Papa John's trophy against the Chelsea, uh, the Chelsea under three 
under 23. That would have been funny, under threes. Um, Chelsea under 23 uh, team playing against Peterborough United in a cup match at Stanford Bridge, and it was only five pounds. So, obviously, we're like, we're going to go to that. And as we go to, to get there, we show up a little late. They don't let us in the gate. They don't sell tickets. We're kind of SOL at that moment. So I messaged the posh on Instagram like, hey, we're a bunch of people from America. Come to see a match. We hate Chelsea. Anything you can do less than will be posh fans for life. So, <laughs> really putting so, the sales pitch on. He knows, he knows how to. Oh, yeah. He knows how to market. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, to be fair, I'm not a Chelsea fan. Um, I didn't have a team really that I was attached to. I, I had friends team. No, you were you were there to root against. Yeah, I get it. Right. You're yeah, like you're I, you're I, appealing I to the underdog. more likely. Pe- Chelsea's not going to get back to you on that. If you're like, hey, we hate well, Peterborough United, let us in. Like, well, no, not, they're not, not going to care. Too, it's, it's their under twenty three team playing in a football league tournament, which is made of adult of adults that are playing that are 33 years yeah, old. It's a little arrogant. It's they, a little they, presumptive. It's a little, it's a little presumption. So I'm not a fan of that. So I knew going in, I was going to be a posh fan for that match. But then when I show up, I, so some posh fans end up giving us some tickets. Uh, we end up getting into the match. It was great. We got, we got to see 30, 40 minutes, but I saw Ivan Tony who now plays for Brentford mm-hmm. in the Premier League. He played for us and he scored a goal. And I actually am right now holding in my office, the team sheet from that night. And it's signed by Siriki Dembele. Marcus Madison and Ivan Tony, the three goal scorers. We won the game three to one, I believe, three nothing. Um, but yeah, so it was January 2019, and I was like, "This is awesome. That's great. Cool. You know, bucket list item checked. I got to see a, a, a game at a at a nice stadium." And then went to, went on to my studies. We're at Oxford the next day, and um, I get a message on Instagram. Hey, so sorry we couldn't get back to you. We were really busy last night. How would you like to come up to a match against Rochdale this uh, this Saturday? I'm like, what's a Rochdale? Who's a Rochdale? I'm just kidding. Bad guys. Um, it was bad a, guys. Bad, these are bad guys. <laughs> bad, guys yeah. bad guys, yeah. Um, but it was a League One opponent, uh, third division. And so I thought, okay, cool. I asked my buddies that went with me, and they wanted to go axe throwing or go to a museum or something like that. And one of them to this day is like, I should have went with you. I should have went with you. Because when I got to the stadium, I just thought they had a ticket for me, like, oh, like in the terrace or someplace. Like, this is cool. They're graciously going to give me a ticket. This is awesome. It ended up being in hospitality. So I got to like have a meal with some of the people that were like season ticket holders. Got to learn about the history of the club. One of the their Frankie Hayduck, if that makes sense. Uh, you know, their their club ambassador, a uh, guy named Noel Luke, uh, played on the Peterborough team that beat Liverpool back in the eighties. Wow. Um, he showed me around the stadium. I didn't know it was him until he like a former a player. Just a hey, welcome to the team, and now I'm going to take yeah. you around the stadium and tell you all about it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't know it was him. I, I saw this guy with in a you know they have a lot of graphic you know like you know, design up in the stadium and the stands and stuff. There's a photo of him holding a champagne bottle shirtless. I was like, I looked at him. I looked at the picture. I was like, is that you? He goes, yeah, it's me back when we beat Liverpool in the cup. <laughs> no I'm big like, deal. Holy. No big deal. Yeah. So, so it was really cool. And then, um, yeah. And then I got to sit, um, you know, in the stands and it was, it was really cool. They had a great seat in the center of the pitch for me. Um, and that was a game where I didn't know at the time, there's a guy with some silver hair sitting right below me. I ended up being Darren Ferguson, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's son. And he is uh, he was there because they were going to let the coach go. Um, after the match that I saw in Rochdale, they let the coach go about a week later. And they named Darren Ferguson the coach, and he's been the coach ever since. So he's still managing the Well, he is, day, so. he is as of right now. But as you know, mm-hmm. let's talk about how the season's going. You guys have the big match against Manchester City, but – as the video pointed out from the Manchester City fan who was not too polite about it, it's it's been a little bit of a rough go in championship. Got promoted last year. What are your thoughts about 
the job he's doing and in the roster and are they going to be able to survive? Well, so one of the great things about the club too is the transparency. So it's owned by Dara McAnthony, um, who is a, a, he's a, a businessman from Florida, does real estate stuff. Um, and then two Canadians, Dr. Jason Neal and Randy Thompson. And uh, I've had a chance to meet all three, actually. Um, very friendly, very, you know, good people. Uh, and uh, one of them has a podcast and he's very transparent about things on there. And one of the things he mentioned is that they, you know, without sale, without ticket sales during the pandemic, they basically kept the, the club afloat on their own dime, uh, you know, with, you know, maybe some transfers out here and there, but basically with little money to spend, they are clawing for survival in the championship. So everyone that understands that knows that the, it's never been, let's get to the top six and try to fight for the Premier League this year. That's a five-year plan. That's not a this year plan. This year's all about survival. And if we stay up, we stay up. If we go down, we go down. We've got one of the best managers in League One history. Um, to, he's, he's had three or four promotions back to the championship uh, with a couple different teams. So to me, Darren Ferguson does a good job. We kind of have been hamstrung by the pandemic and not been able to, you know, have, you know, a great big budget to purchase loads and loads of experienced players. But we got some really good, talented players. Um, I think the second half of the season, we're going to surprise some people. And I believe it's going to be, uh, you know, it, we basically there's four teams that are trying to fight for survival here. And uh, I think it's going to end up being uh, a dogfight between Peterborough and Darby County. Uh, it's really when it comes down to it, which is crazy considering Darby had a 21-point deduction to start the season. <laughs> yeah. Oh. My guy Wayne so. Rooney in charge of Darby County as well. So that's yeah. a whole uh, yeah. different thing uh, that's in there. So I, I just want to make this very clear. So I'm a South End United fan as well, uh, minus the part of me going over there and traveling to Roots Hall and meeting former legendary players and owners and coaches and managers and like having that great experience. <laughs> so minus that, uh, but we need to make we need to make a deal. If, you, if, if South End can climb climb out of and climb back into league two and somehow uh, manage to get in the league that Peterborough is ever in. We have to go Derek, you, me, and I guess uh, bone will actually be invited to, if he wants to go oh, well, can uh, I? over to this. Okay. Well, no, That's, I was I'd just like saying, yeah, I mean, if Peterborough and Southend ever play again uh, in some sort of league game, we have to make a trip out of that because I think that may be the oh, most yeah. fun I've ever had in my entire life. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I'm I'm all down for that. And you let me know, and I'll get the tickets. Um, you you got to change your shade of blue a little bit. It's got to be that posh blue. But we'll, we'll work that out. I'll get you a scarf. Um, What's you know, gonna, you I want to know this below, beneath your jacket, but you know we'll, we'll sort it out. Before we let you go, uh, well, I have two questions left. One: What are you going to do if Sunderland jumps up into championship mm. next year, and Peterborough, if they pass like two ships in the night, and now they're back in League One? That's a possibility, my friend. I hate to tell you, but that's a it is we... a possibility. But but I, I will say that is the beauty of the beautiful game, and I I think that you know the fans that have, there's fans that have been with the club for you know decades and decades and decades, and I've obviously been a fan of it for three or four years now. But you know if you're the the whole thing is it's it's like going almost I guess to a religious service. It's part of your routine. It's part of your culture. And, you know, that's whether it's League One, the championship, um, you know, League Two, God forbid, I'll still show up and support the club no matter what. You think of like Bradford City, they were in the Premier League at one point. They've been, you know, toiling in League Two for years now. Um, you know, you, you just you, you support your club and it will be it'll be tough. We don't have the Netflix special, but we do have a uh, that, that famous <laughs> we do have that famous documentary. There's only one Barry Fry, who's our technical director. From uh, there's a there's a, a documentary on YouTube uh, 
from the 1995-96 season. And that's not that – I mean, I was 10 years old when that happened, and it looks like it's from the 70s. I just, uh, the, the, it's just – it's crazy. But the, um, the narrator is Sean Beam, who you may know from Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Uh, he's Ned Stark on uh, Game of Thrones. But, yeah, oh, wow. it's, a, it's a cool little – it's a cool little deal. It is uncensored, so if you, as far as language goes, if you got little ones, just keep that in mind. But uh, Barry Fry is a legend. He's in, and you know, he's uh, in English football. He's quite the, uh, quite the character. So, highly recommend that if you're trying to figure out who is Peterborough, what is a Peterborough, start with the uh, who is Barry Fry, or if there's only one Barry Fry documentary, and then follow them on TikTok and Instagram. They've got a great social media team. Um, Alex Lucas does a great job. Jake Baxter. Phil Adam, all those people. Look at you. You're just knowing just, all. Well, just knowing everybody. The ins and outs. He's, he's a networker, man. That's what he does. All right. Well, tell me this. Last last thing I have for you. And Beamer, if you've got anything you want to add, feel free. Who do you watch for on Peterborough United? I, I, I have a jersey on the way. I have their away kit coming. I ordered it yesterday. It's on its way from England. Hopefully it gets there soon enough that I can wear it for the uh, FA Cup match. But who who should I be rooting for if I'm watching this? Who's a, Who's your goal scorer? Who's your best defender? What do you got? So our best defender, I would, I would argue, is probably a 19-year-old. Uh, his name is Ronnie Edwards. He plays for the England under-19s. Uh, he is he is a little bit like a Johan Cruyff. And, I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating there. Fran, oh, Fran, that's, Fran that's, that's a good guy to be these compared are the, to. These are, <laughs> these, are, these, are the, these are the comps that he's getting. Um, Tottenham's already is interested in looking at him, but we're, we're trying to – you know, our whole business model has been find a gym in League 2 or up through the academy – you know, develop them like an Ivan Tony, sell them for Peterborough you know, does have a great academy, right? That's a big thing yeah, for them. They do. They have a huge academy. Yeah. Yeah. Ronnie Edwards has come through that. Um, no, I'm sorry. He, yeah, I believe he actually has come. Through, I don't know the history on him exactly, to be honest with you. Um, but I do know one player, our striker, um, Ricky J. Jones. He is a teenager. He's 19 years old. He's been with the club since he's nine years old. So he is an academy product. Uh, he's fast. He's a, he's, he's pacey and finishes like, like, like crazy, like he uh, he's he's a lock when he's in front of the goal. Uh, scored against QPR this this weekend uh, to seal the deal and make it a two 0 victory. And they were third in the championship. So while our away form is bad, yesterday uh, if you're if you if, I don't know when this podcast comes out, but uh, we played Cardiff City and got drilled four nothing. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, well, well, our one of our main center backs uh, got injured right in the warmups at the very end of warmups, so we had to throw in a, a new. Uh, defense uh, center back in there and within three minutes we got scored on off a mistake by a guy who wasn't mentally prepared to play which you know it happens um, you know you're you're a substitute you're planning on and you're a defensive substitute which unless you're up by a goal or two you're not really subbing out the back line um, you know so it's one of those things that's tough I can't blame the player but you know things like that happen we were playing in, in Wales for crying out loud like I mean that's that's a, that's a, you know, yeah, it's not even like, a real you know, place. I mean, Wales is like a I mean, separate, <laughs> I don't even consider it like part of the world. It's just its own little, it's world. Like Christian Bale, I assume runs exists? everything there and that's it. So, yeah. His brother yeah. Gareth, I think does, uh, does, does, he's the only soccer player there. <laughs> not a brother. I know that if any, uh-huh, if any Man City yeah. fans are listening, he's not a brother. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. uh, there you go. By the way, plug your uh, Twitter people. If they want to keep up with, you know, you and also the club if you want obviously you can follow peter burr united on twitter but you also have the the fan perspective you'll you'll bring some stuff to their attention if you want to kind of get into the yeah. posh a little bit more what's your twitter handle yeah it is posh at posh abroad um on twitter and uh youtube as well um making i have part one of the video that i'm working on 
because I am going back for the FA Cup. All right. Uh, I, I have confirmed my flight. And it will be in plenty of time. I think I'm spending 12 hours in Miami. He's a seven-day layover in Atlanta, <laughs> was, so he's going to make sure he has plenty was, of time. Yeah. I got 12 hours in Miami. I may sneak out to Little Havana, get a cigar, um, and uh, hopefully use, hopefully smoke it after a victory. Look at but, you. Must uh, be nice to have Man functioning City. lungs. Jeez. Smoking cigars. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah, but I, if anyone else is interested in the Columbus area, I just had a – uh, impromptu meeting with a bar owner uh and uh, we're can't plug it we we have, sorry we got a I'm soccer not, bar not, we already have soccer no. bars oh, zaftig italian soccer village okay. is where you go you want to watch well, the soccer let's I go to zaftig italian village zaftig italian village and see if they can put posh on there you go <laughs> that's a better idea than what you had originally <laughs> yes exactly that is true i i'm but but long story short we are trying to there, there are some posh fans around here believe it or not and we're trying to uh we got a community uh, that we're building, and we're going to try to make it to where you can watch Posh, whether we're in League One or Championship next year, doesn't matter. Um, it's a great club to support. I, I can tell you this, it's one of the few clubs in the entire world on any professional sports league that you can literally email the owner and he'll email you back. It's tremendous. Like, in the same day. He even called me a pal um, at one point uh, to someone <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Your pals. Your pals. Yeah, there yeah you we're, go. We're, we're pals. No, but he, they're good people. It's a good community club. It's got a great feel to it. They're going to shock the world against Manchester oh, City. Yeah. That's what else. They're going to do it. Oh, yeah. They're going to get it done. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't travel 4,000 miles away if they weren't. I mean, there you I, go. I mean, come on. Up the, up the posh. There you hashtag go. Up, up, the posh. up the posh. Hashtag up the posh indeed. All right, Derek. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk soon. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Have a good one. There you go. Brother Bone, up the posh. Dude is living <laughs> living some kind of life where he gets to jet over Must be England. nice. Must be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm the, I'm the guy with the sports talk show that i never go anywhere and he's flying off to england to go hang out with the owner of a soccer team but so it's no, amazing I'm very, I'm very proud of my brother and i'm very i think that's very cool that he has got that involved so check out peterborough united and root for him against manchester city i need to go watch that documentary that he brought uh, up that's about. right quick side story before we get out of here so sean bean if you know him if you've watched game of thrones he's ned stark in game of thrones also if you're a lord of the rings fan he is boromir in lord of the rings Oh, so right, yeah. uh, we've had Michael Bennett, former uh, Buckeye national champion, defensive lineman uh, on this program before, played for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. So the Jags are really big in London, right? Like they're trying to make uh, that a thing over there. So anyways, uh, one time, and I've been over there a couple of times with Mike and on the, on the dime of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was tremendous. But anyways, so they sent him over as like the international liaison, right? Like Michael Bennett from Dayton, Ohio, sent him over as the international hey, liaison to the Jags. Nice, so, if you can get, nice work if you can get it. That's nice great. work if you can get it. That is correct. So one of the team handlers, this is still an unbelievable story and I will never forget this. So one of the team handlers, there was like three of them, right, that are literally based over there in England, and they have their own things. But technically, uh, since it's hard for American businesses to get into England, Shad Khan, the owner of Fulham, also owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they technically are owned, or they get paid by Fulham Bone, even though they're, they're representing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fascinating stuff. Anyways, we're out to dinner, uh, having a great time, whatever. Uh, we're out pretty deep into the evening, uh, maybe 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. The next day, we are scheduled to go to Arsenal and Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, all right? And so we we go back, and the guy's like, hey, man, do you want to come over and have a pint You know, at, at my house before you know you guys get back to the hotel, whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure, that sounds awesome. I mean, we were in England for like 72 hours and slept maybe four of those. And so we walk into this house, and the first thing I notice is a giant, like, 
Stark banner on the wall, like the House of Stark, if you're into Game of Thrones, right? Like they've got the dire wolf on there and everything. I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Big Game of Thrones fan. And then I noticed, too, they have a bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff in the house. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You fit perfectly. Like, I like Lord of the Rings. I like Game of Thrones. No wonder we fit it off so well. And the guy actually said to me, his name was Ryan. And it's something that I'll never forget in my entire life, even though I was three shits to the wind and I was half, half gone. <laughs> he goes, actually, my brother-in-law is Sean Bean. This is his flat. It was in Soho in London. This is his flat that he lets me use when he's out of the country, when he's with my sister and they're, you know, on set or wherever. So we, my best friend and I, the best man in my wedding that I have known since I was like seven years old, are diehard fans of Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, are sitting there in London, England, in a trip that we're not even paying for, going to an Arsenal-Chelsea match the next morning, sword fighting with props from Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings at like four <laughs> o'clock in the morning in Sean Bean's house. So it was, it's literally one of the most unbelievable things I've ever experienced. So oh, yeah. anytime that I hear that Sean Bean is doing something, I'm like, I've been in that guy's apartment. You and, have been. And yes. that is, well, and you know who, like, it's crazy, isn't it? When you have an experience like that, where you know that someone like Stephen Colbert, who's worth millions of dollars, is on TV every night and hundreds of millions of people could theoretically know who he is. He would be jealous of you. You know what I mean? Like, because he is such a Lord of the Rings guy. He's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. If you told him, like, oh, yeah, I was messing around with some Lord I of the Rings I was using props. Boromir's sword <laughs> right, to fight Ned be... Stark's sword in an apartment <laughs> while drunk in England. <laughs> oh, man, it doesn't it never gets better than that. There's no there's no way to top it. There you go. Well, we leave you with that awesome story. And yeah, thank you guys for checking us out. Of course, as we mentioned, we are brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Hit them up on Facebook at Zaftig Italian Village, on Twitter at Zaftig Italian V, uh, and follow them there so you can keep up to date with also all the Also on Instagram at Zaftig Italian Village if you want to hit them up on oh, IG. There you go. Instagram too. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out Bono Being United.